Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up the king's coast coffee.com welcome to episode 91 of star wars and scotch we have a special guest today but first before we introduce our special guest tim how are you hey kevin i'm good we, we took a little break we both nice had vacations life. i went, went on vacation to, yeah i went to, I went to the keys georgia you went to the keys yeah, yeah, a little, um, little, little private island down there. Was, well, we didn't go cool. together for clarity on this. No, that would have been wild. That would have been quite the marathon on vacations. If we went like went to the Keys and went to the mountains. So Tim, Tim, and Amy went for their. Uh, I almost said honeymoon. Well, it was uh, kind of like a honeymoon. It was like it was like the tenth honeymoon. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. And I took my family uh, to Blue Ridge, Georgia, and we stayed in a cabin in the woods. And I isolated myself and barely checked my phone because I would leave it in other rooms and ignored everyone. And it was wonderful. No offense to everyone. There is nothing quite like an outdoor fireplace and television and watching three seasons of Seinfeld with your friend out there in the evenings while the full moon rises over you. It's, it's a, that's my version of nature. Okay. Uh, <laughs> It's weird. It's like like I'm thinking of like just like a painting, you know, just like um, me just, sitting there watching side. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like that's like Kevin's Tom- perfect painting is just like a Thomas him. Kincaid. Yeah, exactly. It's just like the moon's <laughs> coming over, you know, big. It's got like a little smile, and there's Kevin. You know, Have you ever seen the person belly. that has the the Thomas Kincaid paintings, and then they paint Star Wars stuff in the? Kincaid yeah, paintings? they're so cool. Yeah, those yeah, are really awesome. neat. Those are great TikTok team. videos. Anyway, because Chaco's standing there all awkward and waiting for us to introduce him. Darth Chaco is our guest today uh, at Darth Chaco. Uh, pretty much across the board, there's a couple of different variations, which uh, we'll let him get into uh, at the at the end of the show when we shout him up. But how are you, Chaco? I am doing awesome. I was just uh, 
I actually tried to to do that thing where I take a painting and like paint Star Wars stuff in the yep. background. Oh, really? Um, but but the, the the problem is you have to be an artist to to do that. You can't just. <laughs> I was just about to ask you that. Uh, you know, sometimes my confidence and my ability don't meet up. Uh, and, That's okay. And they probably should. That's <laughs> job of the hut, right? That was supposed to be Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Like it looks like a blob of jelly. Um, no, that, that's actually fun. I, I have zero artistic ability to the point where I like people will come into my office and be like, Kevin, draw out your idea for this. And it literally involves stick figures and lines and arrows. Um, yeah, it, it worries some people, but most people uh, uh, get the, the gist of what I'm trying to get across. But before we go any further, uh, make sure you're heading over to kingscoastcoffee.com. There is something special at the end of the month. I'm not going to say what it is because I don't know if Wayne has put out the information on it yet. But it's really cool, and I believe it's the first or second time we've done this. So stay tuned at the end of the month because we got some cool stuff coming down the pipeline. Now, did he announce it? Yeah. Okay, so Kona's coming at the end of the month. <laughs> I haven't been on social media. Holy Kona's crap, coming at the end of the month. You scared me. Like, what did Wayne do this time? Yeah, no. No, he Kona. got he got Kona. Like, he messaged yeah. me while I was on vacation. He's like, Kevin! Yeah, he put it all uh, over Twitter. You missed it. All right, perfect. So Kona's, Kona will be out at the end of the month. Very exciting. Uh, it's it's a coffee we don't get that often. Um, so make sure you snatch it up because it can be a while before we get it again. Although, this new partner that we have for Kona seems like we'll be able to get it a little bit more often. It's still not, like... An everyday thing. Um, either way, King also who drinks Kona every day? Yeah, that's a lot. It's not a lot. It's also like an acquired taste. It's like a wine. It's like it's like it's one of those things that it's really nice to have every once in a while. I like, like Kona after like dessert. I think like, like really fun. rich people just like just like they throw in their coffee machine, just like how like some people throw in curate like or uh, uh, Folgers, like they throw in Kona. Like the person who ground up the uh, Jamaican Blue Mountain and threw it in their coffee maker, and we were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not much to tell people what to do with their money, but like, it's just like, it's, it, it's, it's respect at that point. It's just like, you got to show it some respect. Like, you just got to, you got a little reverence to these beans. Like, they're, they're oh. <clears throat> they ain't, Anyways. ain't easy to come by. Anyway, kingsescoffee.com. But which, uh, Tim, you have an interesting beverage tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Star I figured for Star Wars and Scotch, um, I, I've, it's not Scotch, it's whiskey, but I've got a Bowbreaker espresso martini going on, kind of like with a whiskey twist. So it's got a, it's a, what are we, we got a reserve from Crown Royal in here. Shot of that with a shot of espresso and then uh, just did a little cold brew on it. So, Paco, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I got, uh, well, I'm drinking out of a mason jar because um, okay. I'm a child, uh, I guess. Uh, we, okay. we break we break all the glasses. But uh, this is a Basil Hayden. It's a Kentucky Straight Ooh, Bourbon Whiskey. Very nice. Yeah, the when I was in Georgia, North Georgia, they were very much like, Tennessee Whiskey, Kentucky Bourbon. It's in your face everywhere. Um, and then when we went to a restaurant, the, the bourbon whiskey list, it was like, oh, my God. They have... A seventy dollars shot of Jack Daniels Reserve, which I did not for try. Seventy dollars? It's like a reserve, like single barrel, crazy freaking Jack Daniels that is made, you know, forty miles away or whatever it was from where we were. It was, it was wild. But but, but what does it do? <laughs> that sounds really expensive for a shot, Kevin. McAllen is the McAllen is the one thing I will pay extra money for. If you have an aged McAllen or Whistlepig, uh, if you have either of those, I will pay some extra money for it. Uh, but I am drinking tonight. This was uh, generously donated by our good friend Mike Thinks Aloud. 
uh, Balvenie Caribbean cask, 14-year, super smooth. I still haven't had any of that. There's about that much left. Oh, um, shit. So you should come visit me at the office soon, and I'll God. share it with you. Jeez. Because I recorded the office, so I have all of my stuff back here. That's what Jada gave me after GCX. Uh, Mike sent that one, too. And then I have Jack Daniels in this drawer down here yeah, for emergencies. Look, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I we wish got the I full CEO look going. <laughs> next year. Well, next year. So I don't know if you've heard, like, we're going to push Star Wars hard next year for the community to, to, to come out. Because, like, you just – we were talking before the show, and Chaco said he has to have a difficult conversation with his wife about celebration next year. <laughs> <laughs> because only one of them can go, Tim. Oh, no. And you have to tell her that she can't go to London. <laughs> oh, my God, you poor person. Or I... or I hit the lottery, and we're good. So we're, we're, we're working on it. Okay. One of those I... two scenarios is a little bit more likely than the other one. Man, I believe in him. He's gonna get the lottery ticket. I hope you win the lotto. To be honest, like honestly, like that'd be awesome. But Ooh, I don't know. Um, and they're not even doing creator passes anymore. So now it's like everybody's got to pay. So that was cool to find oh, out as well. Oh, no. yeah, they got rid of media passes. That's a whole thing. Yeah, well, it is, they, they did a terrible job with it this this year, though. In, in, in my opinion, I mean, they didn't even tell me that I got one until like a week before and i already and had a four-day pass and like and there's no returns no no there's no no returns or anything so uh, and then they're like hey you better not give this to anyone uh which i still did because i had yeah. a pass and like what, what, what am i supposed to do with an extra pass throw it away they do that no. crap at packs and like who, i go to the guy scalping on the corner like you want my pet here oh, who, okay. who runs it is that a repot that's a repot that's thing, repot right? yeah. yeah and repot okay. just bought into e3, e3. So that'll be interesting. That's for a at whole other podcast. At least GCX isn't in June next year. That's that's my feelings on that. Because um, I do think Repop has the capability to revive E3. Right. But we'll anyways, uh, GCX next year, August. We'd love to have you, Chaco. So this is yeah, just just let us you know. know. And if you would like to come to our Star Wars panel and other things that we're planning, head on over to GCXevent.com. We're just gonna start I talking about hoping, it now. I'm hoping we get to the point next year where we need a Star Wars dedicated room. I want that so hot, Kevin. That oh content. my god! Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit up Mark, and I'm gonna hit up um, um, Swain. No, Mark Turcott and oh. Swain, who are part of Five O First, and be Got like, it. "Yo, bring, bring the crew." Because when, when, when Star Wars is Scotch next year, I want the Five O First marching past the stage, with like there, and then they can go and sit down and relax, and enjoy the show. But I want them there, you know. And I'm gonna bang on the table, and you know. Be like in order, and it'll be great. <laughs> be awesome. I, I mean, let, let let me know. I can. I, I got a lot of. I have a lot of people that would probably love love to go. You know, as a guy, of, we're talking. We're gonna talk to you. We're gonna talk to Sawyer. We're gonna talk to Alex and Molly. We're gonna talk to everybody about like let's make this a thing. And then since this one in Orlando, I said to Mindy, who's our COO, I was like, we can take them all and go to uh, Hollywood Studios the next day and be like, yo, let's take a gigantic picture for the Millennium Falcon. Because that's be so cool. hot. Yep. So, which I know they did at Celebration this year, but we're going to make sure everybody gets in that picture. Anyway, <laughs> I want to learn more about you, uh, your consecration, your journey. And I ask this of every guest, but I want to know wh where did it begin? Where does Star Wars start with Darth Chaka? What's your earliest memory of this amazing franchise that brought us all together? Oh, man. Uh, it's. <clears throat> It started with my mom being a, a closet nerd, and 
uh, the, or my least remember uh, memory is an old VHS tape with the Empire Strikes Back on it, like first copy where um, you know a Palpatine is is a is a woman with a monkey's mask with the goggles yep. that that whole thing, and just watching that until I broke the tape just over and over and over again. There was like it was it was that I always I was always watching either that or the Labyrinth. Which terrified me to death. But I still watch mm. it, mostly because of David Bowie's pants. But um, <laughs> yeah, so Empire was my thing growing up. Obviously, special editions and stuff start coming out, and so that's that's my that's kind of my Star Wars that I grew up with was the special editions and seeing those in theaters. Um, and then you know, obviously, we had the the prequels, which I enjoyed, and I got crapped on relentlessly from everyone i knew because they all hated them because yeah apparently they're they're awful um and uh, so for, did the yeah. people that hated them now do they love them now and hate the sequel trilogy because i have like a bajillion friends that that happened where they're like what are you talking about the prequels are great i'm like <laughs> I had this conversation with you in 2015 about how bad you thought they were and oh now it's now it's different now for, for me it's actually split because uh half of them now love the prequels and hate the sequels the other half still hate the prequels and enjoy the sequels it's it's really interesting it's it's bizarre it's bizarre but um yeah so i i ended up uh i mean i jumped into into some of the books and things like that and i fell out for a little bit because um you know i was trying to be cool and back then star wars wasn't cool and uh, yeah. you know you, you gotta be cool right uh, until I started working a job that I was outdoors um, for most of the day, living situation was kind of garbage back then. So I went to the gym all the time, <laughs> and that's why I had headphones in. And that's when I discovered audiobooks, and oh, I, no. I dove back into everything, and that got me back into buying all the physical books that I didn't. So like to date I've read, you know, I'm at 143 wow. EU books. And Kevin's just I'm, like you, <laughs> Kevin does I'm the caught same up, thing. caught up on Canon, uh, including two that haven't come out yet. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I am now. I, I started making, you know, I always knew I wanted to start talking about it though, because I would listen to podcasts and a lot of the podcasts I listened to were people that didn't read any of the books or anything. So they're speculating and you're like, well, that's not going to happen because he died over here. And like, you know, and I was like, hmm, I need to start just making my own stuff. And then the first thing I did is I went out and I bought a HyperX Quadcast mic, had never even made a single video, just like whatever. I'm just going to spend, you know, a hundred bucks on a mic and that's going to be my driving thing. And uh, apparently it worked. Well, that and losing my job. <laughs> but yeah, May 3rd, um, 2020 was my first video. That's awesome. Um, two days before, I recorded a podcast with with a friend. Um, and then, yeah, I made my first video on, on TikTok. And then my second video got like 350,000 views. And I was like, oh, content creation's easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I I was uh I was a little mistaken. Um, yeah. 
That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been a really fun journey, and like, and I've and I've been able to hang out and meet with so many. I mean, I'm talking with with you guys, the people that I would follow and look up to for Star Wars content are now mutuals of mine, and uh, you know, the authors and all this stuff. It's it's crazy. It's been an awesome journey, though. I love it. That's so cool. Yeah. I can attest to that because a similar journey, you know, uh, I, I remember I've told the story of seeing Luke's lightsaber. I called it a laser sword back in the day. I remember the braiding and the color of my aunt's carpet and all that stuff. But um, it wasn't until I started reading EU books when I was younger, because my friends would talk about it and they'd be like, oh my God, the Yuzong Vong, there's so much more to Star Wars than you know. <laughs> and I was like, I need to know more of this because... I'm a Lord of the Rings, like Lord Junkie. I, I use the example too when I discovered World of Warcraft. I didn't just mm -hmm. discover World of Warcraft. I was sitting on the toilet for two hours reading freaking WoW Wiki <laughs> to learn the lore of the world that I was running around in. So I, when I dive into something, I, I dive into it. So, um, you know, very similar with EU. And then I did take a break for a while where it was just like, eh, you know, I didn't love the prequels. I love episode three, but one and two, the less I say about those, the better. Um, I also don't hate people that love them. Let me clarify that. I have no problem with people <laughs> enjoying those movies. Um, and then I got I got amped when they announced episode seven and that J.J. Abrams was going to be directing it. Now, obviously, let down to a certain extent on some of the aspects of those movies, but I don't hate them. I don't I don't shit on them for the most part. There are things that I don't like, but um, Star Wars. I, I always say as a universe is just a fun playground to be in. Even, even if I have to watch, I watched Phantom Menace last week. I hate that movie. I watched the whole thing. Um, <laughs> so it, it's, it's just the fun playground that we all exist in. And I will say this about the content creators. We've now had guests, I would say, um, excuse me, from the star Wars community for probably six, seven months now. And all, everyone has been just a joy to speak with and talk to. Um, and that's been my favorite part of, of this is getting to know folks like yourself who share this passion and this 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 uh, love of this IP. So it's just been awesome. And it's really cool to hear you had a very similar journey from like movie EU to break to now the newer stuff. Did you start creating content because of COVID? I have to ask, because you said May, May 3rd. So I'm curious, was it a COVID decision or was it like, I'm home, I'm stuck. I may as well talk about my favorite thing. Was it like that? It was something I was waiting to do. You know, the reason I hadn't done it before is I like I, I was working in the financial industry. I was worried if I put my face out there, and they'll be like, "Hey, this, that's that's you." <laughs> I was <laughs> uh, so I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe we do that that later. But yeah, I mean, honestly, twenty twenty was just a a difficult time for a number of reasons. Um, sure, there was there was some you know stuff going on uh, with people that look like me uh that gave me a lot of anxiety this was an yeah. outlet um to build a, a community and and it's now that's built it's, it's amazing and that, that's so important that's a beautiful thing you just said is like star wars gave you that and to me that's so special and so indicative of what um the the intellectual property means to so many people you know one of my favorite lines in all of star wars is is uh rogue one um and um what's the line she says about hope it's what it's rebellions what, uh, are built on hope there you go. and then you know you go back to lord of the rings and she's like uh you know they say uh, there is always hope that this, i read a book years ago it was called epic and it basically said like it's woven into our dna that we want the story of good versus evil and we want good to triumph mm -hmm. 
Um, and, you know, Star Wars is definitely indicative of that. And it, it muddies the lines in such a wonderful way where you don't sometimes understand what's good, what's evil, what's bad, what's, you know. And, and I think that's important, especially when we look at it. I hate people that sit there and they go like, well, Star Wars isn't political. And da, 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 da. I'm like, <laughs> they're idiots. The freaking, the freaking empire is based on the Nazis, you psychopath. Okay. Um, I, I have to interject because this question has just been, been killing me. How the heck, Chaco, have you been able to get through a workout and listen to an audiobook at the same time? Because Kevin over here in the middle of a set, I, te- I swear <laughs> to you, I, this is what happens. The middle of a set, I mid rep, Kevin, we come over like, Tim, Tim, did you know? And I'm just like, I don't care, Kevin. I ran over once. I was like, yo, Thrawn's talking to Anakin on Bucky, like, I know, Tim. Kevin, I know. The mid, mid, <laughs> mid set. So how do you do it? Because I tried for a while to listen to audiobooks, and I found myself just just getting lost because I would focus on the set, and I wouldn't pay attention to what was what Mark Thompson was, was saying, and I'd lose my spot. So props to you. How do you do it? Because props <laughs> to you for being able to pull it off. Uh, I mean, there are times where... I'm like, okay, my mind did wander, so I'll I'll go back, you know, 15 minutes. But, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie. If you, I'll be like deadlifting, and then, um, oh my goodness, who was, uh, the guy that that trained uh Darth Bane and lightsaber comes and he's yelling for him to come out outside of the facility, and like, <sighs> I, I hit many personal records uh, <laughs> star wars <laughs> with, made you hit PRs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there there also have been terrible times too where you're trying to bench and something makes you laugh so yeah you gotta <laughs> you, you gotta it's it you have to gauge it you know it's it's not easy as soon as you said audiobooks jim i was like how did he do it how i think it's just like <laughs> it becomes automatic to an extent like the workout that you're doing and the story is kind of like just being pumped into your brain. Oh, dude, when so I'm listening to Mark. you can visualize it, but you're just doing your work and getting shit done. Oh, I, just, I get you, so deep yeah. into it, I guess. You're a different oh, breed of the person. The other thing, <laughs> the other thing is I don't listen to them on normal speed. Oh, I don't um, either. I listen to it one and a half. You, you have to find like, and, and sometimes it varies, you know, book to book, but like, will you find the right speed that's like at the same speed that you take in information yep. and you're not listening to someone say anything, you're just in it, you know? You're have, just you, like, have you ever just gone back and listened to it at normal speed? It sounds so, like so someone's my, reading to you in slow motion. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, my I because I, I got my wife into it. And so like I'll hop in the car with her. And she's catching up on the High Republic right now, but she listens at normal speed. And I'm just like, uh, I feel like I'm getting molasses poured on yeah, me or something. It feels like so it's... slow. <laughs> normal speed. I can't yeah. do 1.5. Yeah, I, do I like 1. to 5. soak in the moment. And under, and I'll rewind sometimes. Like if I know I missed something, I'm like, I'll go back because I want it. I want the information, uh, especially with I'm reading uh, Shadows of the Sith right now, Chaco. I'm like, I think I have like eight hours left. And, uh, um, okay. Yeah, like I've rewound like five times because there's a lot of information in this book that would have really helped a lot of people through seven, eight, and nine. Don't spoil um, it. I'm not. I'm just saying there's a lot. Have you read it, Chuck? I'm assuming because you said you're all caught up on canon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying right now. There is a lot of information in this book <laughs> that would have helped people get through seven, eight, and nine. That, that would have helped. My stance on it still remains. Uh, a lot of it isn't needed to understand Ray's journey, but 
there is a lot of helpful information and also For just me, spending time with lando again is, and is i understand the why they didn't introduce it because there's so much about palpatine i'm not giving any spoilers tim there's so Thank much you, about Kevin. palpatine in this that it would have ruined the you know episode nine um so they couldn't really do it beforehand but uh, exegol is so cool in this book oh, <laughs> so cool it's cooler than you thought before tim, tim so tim so is, is it not with... so so okay so tell riddle me this riddle me that is it the starforge it still could be in my opinion it okay, still cool. could be until something comes out canon or if this new game is a change in the story that makes it canon yeah i still maintain that how the hell they build all those ships yeah, like, like yeah, I'm you stuck have to on be. That and I can't you, get off of it. Well, yeah, because if you go back to any of the other previous novels that have talked about the the building of the empire, like they're sucking materials out of multiple planets in the outer rim, and and so like people would have recognized that was going on. Like, there's no way they could have gotten away with that building an armada or like, this, unless just because Exegol is so far away and it's so desolate, like there's just raw materials everywhere. Like, I feel like someone would have noticed that planets were being sucked dry, but who but knows? Three things with that. One, Exegol might not even how do how do I say this, Chaco? Exegol might not even be a planet. It might be some sort of plane of existence. Oh, shut up! Why am I wrong, Chaco, in the way I'm phrasing that? There's there's there, there's a, there's a lot that happens, and and I just I need <laughs> I need I need I need more. Like I I thought I had what? enough by reading the um uh dark fables um i believe it was there's a little bit about the uh, exegol there which you know the, the story of dark no dark noctis is in that book if, if you're if you're curious i recommend maybe giving that a little, a little read before <laughs> before this anyways um there's 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 a lot and it's it's very mysterious and it's one of the great things that this book does is it brings a lot of mystery it brings a lot of darkness it brings a lot of the sith back reading this book makes me feel like we're, we're gonna we're gonna get a lot more sith content and hopefully this yep. will take us back into the old republic that's that's where i'm that's where i'm Dude. landing from reading this i feel like they're priming they, us they literally say revan's name at one point in the book like yes. out. So i'm not gonna say how or why and it's not that important yeah, um, but yeah, they yeah. literally say his name. The 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 big thing you're gonna enjoy is they flesh out the Sith Eternal, so you have a much better understanding Ooh, of who they are good. and their role, um, and you know what they're doing, and they're pretty wild. And uh, my third point is I'm really happy that Ochi Bassoon was not in the movies because his voice would have grated on my soul by the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that yeah, was he's, he's better. He's better read. He's better read. So yeah, I agree. I, I um. It's interesting because that's one I actually haven't gotten the audio. I mean, didn't do the audio for because that was one of the arcs that I got. So I, I read that um, as an EPUB, which was my least favorite way to read anything ever. Um, and so I, I didn't get the voice with it, but I've heard everyone just <laughs> just complain that that they picture him going inconceivable. Yeah, that's what he sounds like. <laughs> He sounds like the guy from Princess Bride, so it's inconceivable. And it's really rough. He doesn't have a lisp, but it's it's really rough to like take him seriously. <laughs> yeah, like there's a part where he does something terrible, and he's like gawking like this while he's winging it, and then he does something <laughs> terrible, and you're just like, how did we get from that to that? So that would be my one. It's not a complaint, but it's right. one thing. The other thing with the book too is Ray's parents. Like, oh my god, the understanding you now have of Ray's parents, like. 
all of a sudden episode nine is not so crazy, mysterious, and weird. It's like, I get it now. So, and I'm not even done. Mm. So, Chago, you can speak more to the fact that, like, if that's fleshed out further, which I'm assuming it is. It um, is fleshed out. But obviously, we all know where their story where it ends. ends. And, and, yeah. and it makes you, and the more you read the book, the sadder you get. Because you're just like, that's how I'm feeling. Like, it's like almost like this weight that I'm carrying anxiety. the book. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just getting heavier and heavier because you know you're getting essentially, Tim. You you know you're going to get to the point where you're going to point get where they die, right? Yeah. or they get yeah. left. Okay. Yeah, so you know you're getting to that point. So sure. you're just like this poor child. Yeah. And then the big thing is, is you when you experience her, her the the relationship she has with her parents, uh-huh. that's what's going to make it hurt. Um, oh. So, oh no. Yeah. No. He's he. Yeah. I'm gonna let okay. I'm gonna let you enjoy it, but. Uh, and then Lando. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's 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 good. It's good. It, what's one thing I you really uh, like is that a lot of the um, people that have been writing Star Wars books right now are clearly big fans of the expanded universe. So like they will like throw in these little nuggets, and I just like like I, and then they're not needed, but like I squeal with delight when like certain things happen. I don't know if you're at the point, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, certain things happen. It was heavily happening in Brotherhood as well. Uh, I'm I'm on night side right now and everything's going wrong in night side. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Um, but yeah, it's it's Tim. You're you're gonna love it because it, it really dives into the Sith. All right. Um, well, and it talks about ancient Sith, um, which is why Chaco's saying there's a heavy like it could be the avenue well, to. The I've got to get through the emotional roller coaster that is Brotherhood first. So when I'm done with did that, it hurt more because dude, you just makes, watched Obi Wan. It does. Yeah. If anything, it makes Obi Wan hurt even more. Did they do that on purpose? I think so. Schedule? I think so. Um, it just it it just it, it is such an emotional punch because it not only does it 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 really. Um, it really showcases the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan very well, but it, it also really highlights the relationship that Anakin and Padme had. And I think that's the part that hurts even more. Um, cause it really shows the pain and the anguish that Anakin has with the death of Padme. Like that, like that whole thing is just, it's like, they're like, they go on a date, Kevin, and they talk about this date that they go on, and it's so cute, and it's adorable, and they end up banging in the back of the speeder at the end, and it's just like, you know, it's like that, it's like a like a cheesy '80s rom com, you know, or like just like or like like Grease essentially, you know, like like that's how it felt, and it was so cute, and then it's just like, no, this is the dude that's gonna choke you out on on Mustafar, so. It's just like again, it just it, it 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 continues to build on Anakin's character and really humanize him and show just how much shit he goes through. Um, yeah. So yeah, I really like it. It's a really and it's a cool story too. It's really neat. Is Mace Windu in it? He's referenced quite a bit. He is yeah. actually Anakin and Mace. They really shows how much that Mace hates Anakin. Tim does um, not want Mace to come fuck back. Fuck off, I, Kevin. He's dead. I am just rooting so hard. Oh, my hard. God. I saw someone. someone did I don't arrest. want him to come back either. I don't want him to I come love back Mace either. I, I, I do I too, but he got, he got launched out a window. I saw a render of him, and he was holding on to Grogu, like in this like little like uh, uh, like baby Bjorn. And then he had like this respirator mask on the front, and then he had like the scar down his side. It looked so cool, and I hated it. Yeah, I just but, don't want him to come back. But that'd be so badass if Mace was the one. <laughs> I just love so, I, I like. I don't know it's gonna happen. Like I just like. 
the way that Filoni's been going, like it, it wouldn't surprise me if Mace Windu shows up at this point. I would yeah. like to see Mace Windu as a big brown and red puddle on the Coruscant. <laughs> That's how it should be. I hate this whole like, That's oh so no, dark. he just force caught himself. It's so silly. Well, okay. The, the other thing is, I, I know a lot of people want him to come back, like to face Boba Fett, you know, like because because he killed Boba Fett's father and so. But they already like hashed that out, and he's moved on. Like everyone's moved. Boba Fett's uh, a hero now. Like he's a good guy. Like the way that they've put him up in Disney Plus is that he can't be a bad guy anymore. So if Mace Windu was to come and chop Boba Fett's head off, the guy that you have taking pictures uh, with Star Wars fans at the theme parks, it just wouldn't end well. I did. I did <laughs> see this, and I, I I agree with this. Someone said, "You all want Mace back, but do you understand that if Mace survived, he he will become the." the ultimate great Jedi because his anger will play a part. Oh, he'll in, kill everybody. But he could, he could kill Anakin pretty like he could. Uh, yeah, He's, sure. And then, you know, he might want revenge on a certain, certain emperor Palpatine uh, after <laughs> that. And Mace fighting with anger, I think is a pretty formidable opponent, but that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. But, um, uh... Yeah. Anyways, Brotherhood does a really good job of of showing how much Mace really hates Anakin, and is I just Jar Jar like in it? fuck off. No, he's not in it. Yes, he, he is. is actually. Shit, he is. <laughs> yeah, he's he trying is. to they, block it they out. Talk, they talk about at one point Anakin talks about his best, like one of his good friends is Senator Bings. I'm just like, oh no, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> yeah, they talked about like how courageous or something, some bullshit about him, and I just just rolled my eyes. He's miserable. Yeah, I just yeah. watched Phantom Well, we know Menace. where Jar Jar ends up, so... He dies! He dies on Naboo as a clown! Because that's what he is! A clown! <laughs> and he got the a joy. clown's death! I the love his ending! I'm so happy they wrote it in like that. The joy no. in Tim's voice. When I when I read Aftermath, and I was like, oh, Tim, he's a clown. And Tim's like, he, what he deserved, the son of a bitch! I'm <laughs> glad he dies a clown and broken and done. I was like, oh my... God, calm down, bud. <laughs> My favorite canon fact, though, is because because Jar Jar was hooking up with uh, with Queen Julia, you know? Yeah, yeah he was. I've read that. Jar Jar has more game than Anakin. <laughs> Anakin doesn't really have game. Let's be honest. Anakin doesn't have game. He's, I mean, he's just like I'm. I'm hot. You know, when you watch the Phantom Menace, <laughs> he's got moves. He's he's smooth. Uh... When you watch the Phantom Menace at the end, when they smile at each other. Do you get a little weirded out? Because I do. I can never get over that. When she that. bites her lip a little bit? Yeah, and she's like smiling at him, and he's like eight, and he's like smiling yeah, back, like, and I'm like, oh, you two are going to fuck one day. That's weird. <laughs> you know, it's just like that. I'm watching Clinton's. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were playing Tarkov. No. <laughs> she looks at him, and she's like, he's a 10. Uh, right he is 10 more like he it. is 10 yeah oh my god yeah no i just watched it like i said last week and i was like oh ooh, ooh, no i don't like that um Man, why uh, did, the, oh, the, the padme oh. the padme books do make that a lot better though so that's know, one book that i have yet Johnson. to read is is any of the padme books are they worth the time i really enjoyed them um you i mean you understand that in the book you know the journey is the book so that you're not like rushing towards a big battle or something like that but yeah. when you follow these girls on their on their journey first of all sabe is is absolutely my top 10 favorite characters super cool character and uh especially the last the last one um 
Queen's Hope, beautifully written and dovetails extremely well with um, with Brotherhood. Hey yo, Tim. But you gotta I guess, read I, I guess I'm gonna have to. I guess I'm gonna have to read Pad uh, the the Padme books at some point. That one I was just like, is it, I just, mm, I I guess I was worried that her story wouldn't keep me hooked. Because like her her adventures that she went on in Clone Wars, like they were fun, but it wasn't. They felt like filler episodes to me. <laughs> yeah, right. They they were just like filler episodes. Like her whole thing with her ex boyfriend when they were on the banking uh colony planet. Um, like that entire story arc just felt so unnecessary. It was just like, okay, like, all right. So Anakin's jealous of this ex-boyfriend and she doesn't care, but they both do. So it just, it was weird. It's just another one of those like Jar Jar Binks episodes where I just didn't need it. So that's, that's oh. why I've always been like, I've been putting off those books because I just didn't feel like it was worth the time. So the, the, the first one is like her just getting into the Senate and like kind of arranging, getting, you know, the, or at least that was the first one released. The second mm-hmm. one released is actually her story during the Phantom Menace. So oh, all of the Phantom cool. Menace stuff is happening in the background and you find out like all back at camp where they're like the death toll is catastrophic. You're like you see stuff, you see like one of them gets tortured and all this stuff. Oh, like shit. Okay. Um, yeah so that happens uh and then this the third one queen's hope is starts at the wedding of anakin and padme where you're like and and you get to see it's it's fascinating because you can see it's almost like all right we have some serious problems and things that we need to talk about but stuff is just happening. And like, so they never get, they're like, okay, well, we're going to push yeah, that so, back. And that's how we're it ties into Brotherhood. Back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because like in Brotherhood, Kevin, like they get to a point where like, we've been married and we have yet to hang out together. It was just like, oh, that's that's weird. It's so weird that you guys decided to get married just so quickly and <laughs> really haven't even talked. Chaco, how do you feel about the time jump with the new High Republic book? I have no idea what to feel about it, but it makes it makes sense. Um, so, a lot of these High Republic books have all been referencing. Like, I, I even started to notice it because they're all like, "Yeah, there's a thing that happened like 150 years ago," or like, yeah. "Oh, people wore these costumes. They were like a crazy death cult 150 years ago, but then they mm-hmm. went silent." I'm like, we keep going back. Like, okay, that's cool or whatever. So then, when they announced that. It makes me really excited, though, because um, especially after reading Eye of the Storm, um, oh, Markion Rowe is I, I I I love him. I love him so much. And I I didn't think I would. I was like, how are you going to introduce like someone who's like not a Sith or anything and have them be like <laughs> a, a really credible big bad? And then they did. And he's like the Moriarty on the BBC's Sherlock, <laughs> yep. where he's like, oh, wow. Extremely intelligent, high, cr- unhinged. You're like, is he? Does he have a plan? Like, he has. It's not even a plan. It's like a, a set of goals and like a vague idea of how he's going to accomplish them. And he's just nuts. And I, I love him so much. Yeah, I, I, he was a shock to me as how much I enjoyed him. And then the Drengear, I was like, oh, good, the the flood from Halo, cool. And then I read the uh, God, there's so the much scarier book. than that, dude. I'm bad with book names, but the second book, uh, and I was like, oh, uh, my. into the dark, yeah, into, into the, the dark. dark. I was like, they are terrifying. And then, 
Then they made a point to drive home numerous times. They're like, yeah, the Sith are scared of them. That's too. the part like, oh. that I want to know more about that they really haven't touched on enough. Or it's just like the whole Sith interaction with the statues. And I want more of that. The confirmation that there is a Sith shrine at the beneath the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. And then I you're like, love and you're that. like at some point you're gonna have to explain why why Sith were on Coruscant. Like there's so each thing keeps like it's it's unraveling but it leads to more questions and, and that's why i love star wars so much it's just this beautiful tapestry that like there's there's so many stories that have yet to be told that are going to be incredible it's it's why we're excited for acolyte because i feel like some of those questions will be answered with acolyte and then now that they confirmed like we're gonna dive into ancient sith we're gonna go to Coravan in live action which that's the part that i'm like you know. freaking out over the fact so that sick, dude. finally gonna see Corbin. In, and I'm not calling it more, man. I don't care what anyone says. Um, <laughs> in live action, I don't care. Once they said I can call it Corban again, I was like, cool. Never calling it more, man, because Corban's. <laughs> I'm an old school coder guy. It's Corban. Um, you know, and we actually had like a conversation the about old this. Billy Madison show. Corban, more like Morban. <laughs> <laughs> we had a conversation about this on the last episode, and I said uh, that's why I like the idea of calling EU legends because yeah. these are stories and myths that can exist in the universe. And you know, at some point, they do have truth to them, and I think that's what Disney is eventually going to do, is or Lucas, I should say, is going to flesh them out over time. And we're firm believers too that they realize they screwed up a few things early on. And that they do need to provide some level of fan service to, from the EU uh, and put it into the modern universe. And, you know, how do they incorporate characters like Kyle Katarn and Mar Jade and um, folks like mm -hmm. that? And Rev obviously Revan is, is canon now. It's just a matter of what part of Revan's story is canon yeah. and how much has changed. So I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of that where the familiar characters return and they are themselves. But yeah. their stories are changed because the timeline is different. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I'd Kevin, love if you if you if you haven't read Brotherhood yet, I definitely encourage you to. You can tell my Chen was in love with the Revenge of the Sith novelization when okay. he wrote it, and it, it's beautiful. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're it, fine. It's, just, uh, it's, a great uh, it's, book. it's that one. Uh, I have this one, and then I got to read. I'm going to read the sec finish the second Thrawn book, and then I'm going to go into Brotherhood after that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just bringing bringing all this stuff to light now i'll ask you another question do you think the coda remake is going to be a canon version of that story for disney or is it going to be a one like a straight just remake final fantasy style and they're gonna be like this is not canon this is just for fun i think it's i don't think it's going to be canon i wish it were i wish it Ooh. would um and i will be very happy to be wrong but i don't think it will be and i honestly feel like uh, it would be a smart move just to remake it as it is. I feel like the, the fan base can't certain elements of the fan base couldn't handle it. Even if it's a far superior game with gameplay mechanics and stuff like that. I, I feel like there's, I mean, there's going to be people spreading hate regardless. Um, I, I think they certain elements of the fan base may have shot themselves in the foot by being oh, so aggressive. Okay. Please. please things well if all you do is, is spread hate on anything that's been changed and and yep. like you know uh princess and scoundrel is a book that's that's coming out and it, i saw so much hate of like this they're just taking away 
uh, The Courtship of Princess Leia, which is a weird book, and it's not. <laughs> um, it's not even talking about the same event or anything uh, like remotely close, but like I, I feel like they've scared Disney into just, you know saying we just need to tell new and different stories, and I think that that's actually a, a better idea, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with new and different stories. I do like the idea of taking old characters and putting them into these new stories with a basis yeah. of what we knew before, which is why. So here's my thing with, with Coder. And here's why I do think it'll, it'll tweak the story to make it canon to fit into their version of storytelling is because the amount of people that are going to play this game, there's no way to, to tell them it's not canon. Like you can tell them it's not canon, but that will not process. That's the whole thing with like Fallen Order. Could you imagine if Fallen Order wasn't canon and then tried to like tell that story and like people are like, no, it happened in this game though, and Kyle Katarn and like all this stuff. Like I feel like that's that's really hard for it to not be considered canon at true. that point. That's very so true. That, yeah, that that is the one reason I think they'll change the story not a, a lot, but enough that it fits their version of the universe um, for fans service but also now again if they even change one line of dialogue we know that there are people out there that are going to bitch and moan no matter what you you and i also know that there will be changes to the dialogue because they've already said that Um, but here's the thing though kevin is that because it's an rpg and that your decisions actually matter and they dictate to a certain degree what happens in the game how can every single decision be considered canon at that point? So there's a canon version of Revan's story that exists. Like Revan is male. Um, you know, uh, he so then they would have to the say, then they'd have to make sure that when you boot up the game, it's like for the Star Wars experience, boom. There might be a novel companion or comic companion that goes with it that's the canon version of the story. It's the oh, same with Assassin's Creed. Which seems very likely. Yeah. But it's the same with Assassin's Creed. Remember, they were like, Alexios is the canon you know, version of right. the character. And the community was like, no, he's not. He sucks. Like, I want Cassandra. <laughs> yeah, 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 And they're yeah. like, all right, fine. Cassandra's the, the canon version of, of that game. And they did the same thing with Eivor in Valhalla. Female, female Eivor is the canon Eivor. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, they, they mess with the timeline and there's something wrong with the animus. So you actually don't know for sure. But female Eivor is the one that meets Cassandra. So it's like, oh, that makes probably. Um, but that that's my point is, there's always a canon version of these stories sure, of course, and they'll tell definitely. it in some sort of medium. Um, but yes, and not every decision you make in the game is the canon decision. Uh, and I, for someone it is out there. Hey man, but I just want to, you know, I'm asking I hope, the questions of the people. That's all. I, I hope they, they just say Revan is canonically like gender non for <laughs> like, and, and like as, as a way, yeah, as a way to be like, Hey, this is canon. So whichever version yeah, doesn't matter, and also like, it, it would just be funny to watch the internet explode. <laughs> just like in, I'm playing Coder two on. I'm playing Coder two on Switch now, and that character I'm playing male because I I just like playing characters that look like me. It's just how I play games. Um, but in in EU lore, it was female. Her name was Mitra Surik, Mitra Surik. and you know the, she was the wound in the forest. Blah 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 blah. So um. There are canon versions of storytelling. It's just a matter of which one Disney. And it, I could be completely wrong, and Chaco could be right, and it's just and Alex said the same thing. Like, 
they could be like, nope, it's just enjoy enjoy the playground of a modernized version of one of your favorite games, and you know, cool. But the other thing, the other side of the coin for it too is Disney doesn't ever do any, or I should say, Lucas doesn't ever do anything not on purpose. And the amount of Revan yeah. that seems to be ramping up the hill all of a sudden is becoming. Yeah. When I heard his name in the book, I was like, ooh. Okay. Well, they have to, especially when they open up the, the the like the teaser trailer is Revan like with the logo. I mean, like. That that to me seems like they're just they're just getting ready to pack it all on. Like that's yeah. gonna be like that is gonna be their drive home is that he's back, he's here, it's canon, it's Star Wars, like this is it. Because we thought it was when they released the Black Series lightsaber. Then they came out with the news. Yeah, because we because we were harping on that for a while. We're like, look, it's canon. They put it on a whole lightsaber on a <laughs> box. There's his face. Yep. It's official. It's in Target. You can get it. Then and, they had one of the legions of uh, Sith troopers named after him in episode nine. Mm-hmm. Then we heard about the concept art that had all of the dark lords on the temple in Exegol, like Malak yeah. was on mm-hmm. there, Nihilus was on there, Hi Sawyer, um, and all of them. So <laughs> it's her favorite character. You should just can't get enough of him. Um, yeah, so, I, I, I did planets. a podcast like, why with her you like him? where I wore uh, I wore a mask. <laughs> bravo, bravo. I, I was like, oh, I have to grab something really quick, turn off my camera, turn it back on with the mask, and like, her face was priceless. But yeah, all the all the Dark Lords were on there. And then if we're going to mm-hmm. go to live action Korriban, and you know, Yoda, we've seen Yoda in canon on Korriban as well. When you go to the Valleys of the Dark Lord, those temples are for each for Sith. Yeah. If I remember correctly, it was uh, oh god, I don't remember correctly, but it's four of Ajunta Paul is one. Uh, I can't. Did Mark Aragnos have one. Mark Aragnos is two. Uh, there's two others I that remember. I can't remember. Anyway, but there that Valley of the Dark Lords. If you're going to Korriban, you're going to the Valley of the Dark Lords. Most if you're definitely. going to the Valley of the Dark Lords, you're probably going to one of those temples. <laughs> if you're going to one of those temples, there's a ghost of a Dark Lord sitting in that temple, uh, and and so I mean. Uh, there, there is one more reason that I don't want it to be canon because I would love if you could take a character like Treya and put her after Rise of Skywalker, like whatever order Ray puts together. If they have to face off against someone that thinks the Force itself is the problem, I think that would be like a really fascinating story, and I would love it to be told there. But that's just that's just my personal oh, I canon. <laughs> It's a completely different game when you know what she's doing. It yeah. is a completely different game because I'm playing it now and I'm just like, no, I know what you're trying to do, you, <laughs> you bitch. Um, so um, let's move to news. Okay. We got, uh, first of all, did you guys hear about Taika Waititi asking Natalie Portman if she wanted to be in his Star yeah, Wars? Yeah, apparently he <laughs> forgot the whole thing of her being a part of that. On set for Thor, he pulled her aside. And I hope she, I hope she looked at him and was like, "Bro, I'm Anakin's fucking mom or a wife, hey, bro, Luke Skywalker's this, like, mother." Star Wars movie I'm making, maybe. So, um, yeah, that was pretty funny. But uh, in reference to uh, Taika's movie, he said, "If it's not ready, it's not ready." With Star Wars, we don't want to rush. It's something I wouldn't want to just leap into and not feel that it's unique. It's my film, and it makes sense because that would be a disaster. I'm writing at the moment. So I'm going to do my best to come up with an idea that everyone loves. That comes from uh, comicbook.com. Um, and Tyke has also said in the past that his story is going to be original. He's not going to rely on characters that we know. So he's going to bring us to a new place. Chaco, what does that say to you about the story he's going to tell? I mean, hey, he does he does love Star Wars, right? Even in that interview, he he 
later starts joking about um like maybe i'll tell him the backstory to, to jar jar binks in, from in attack oh, of the clones he the literally amount, says that in that same interview the amount of um, people that tagged me in that interview i was so <laughs> upset. Like, did you know taika watiti's making a jar jar binks movie i'm like you idiots he's not you guys are dumb oh i was so mad i was throwing hands i was throwing so many hands no, uh, but I, I, I do, I do. It makes me really excited because he's a very creative guy. Like his, his oh, mind yeah. is inside of his mind must be wild beyond belief. And I, I don't, I almost hope he tells a story of like the wills or something like that. Yeah, or he and just, he's one just that goes, can do crazy enough things to make that work. Yeah, I, it, it makes me really happy though. He's not going to rush it. Um, it's not, it's not on a schedule or anything like that. Um, and, and also that it's going to be a unique story. I think, you know, a lot of the success of all of these franchises is because people are walking into them without preconceived notions about these characters. And they're able to let the story tell them what the expectations are. Um, and if you have that, I mean, that's why I think DC has been having trouble, except with people like Peacemaker, who no one cared about. Yeah, that's why Mando is so popular. Um, and I think you know, the more unique and interesting stories that we get, I think that's that's just better. Yeah, and you make a good parallel with DC. It's like it, it, it's similar to Star Wars. While it is cool to see Luke and stuff, they're not big making content around Luke. Don't get me wrong. I love the new Batman movie. I'm a huge Batman fan. But how many damn times are we going to retell this story? Now, the one thing I did like about this Batman movie is it was year two. We we skipped mm-hmm. everything that every other Batman movie does to get to a point where we know who he is and we understand it. So I think that's why it did succeed. But like, I think I they just heard watched... me online say that if I have to watch those damn that damn pearl necklace get fly broken. up in the air and... <laughs> i will i will walk out of the theater if you, you ever dance the devil in the pearl moonlight <laughs> um so yeah no i think you know if we do it intelligently and bring familiar characters in but you know at this point we have the higher republic which is essentially a blank slate sans yoda um let's keep telling stories there. Let's, let's go back to the old Republic and, and flesh out what Disney's version of the old Republic is going to be. Yeah. So um, I'm all for these original stories um, and, and getting as far away from the Skywalker saga as we can. And I don't even mind if we're in the Skywalker saga timeline, but telling a different, that's why I like bad batch, bad batch is fleshing out some cool stuff. Um, uh, and, you know, and, and, you know, they're really circling the drain when it comes to cloning and what is I really mean. hope we see a floating hand next season. I'm just really like in the background. God, I want that. Yeah. I want Luke's yeah, hand floating in the, in the tank. Cause I think, I think they're not going to focus on anything cloning in Mandalorian. Cause they're going to talk about Mandalorians. I swear to politics. God, if they, if they break off from anything Mandalore during that season, I'm going, if, they, if we get some mid season, the gang leaves Mandalore to go do another bullshit adventure. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Well, we know Din has to go like purify. Oh, so for some reason, this entire episode's about Ahsoka. I don't know why, um, but oh god, I'd be so upset. I'd be so mad. Nah, well, 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 well Ahsoka's got her own show now. Which Boba by Fett the way, got screwed. I just got. I just have to say it. He got man. He got cheated out of some really cool content. I finally saw the trailer because it leaked again online. No, okay, I know you saw right. Chaco. Don't okay. rub it in. Okay, so the trailer that time. that released. <laughs> was an edited version of the full-length trailer that they all saw at Celebration. All so I know they, is I saw Hera's ass, and it made me really excited. That's all I cared about. Like, oh. live-action Hera got me all crazy and happy. 
Yeah. Live action Sabine, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I mean like, there, I, there's, there's probably so much not the trailer. right tree, but still. <laughs> it was too, it was the footage is a little muddied for Sabine, but like yeah. hair is clear as day. Like, that's hair. Oh, yeah. Well, doesn't she put her helmet, doesn't Sabine put her helmet down? You could tell it's her. You can tell it's her, but yeah, you, in, in the trailer itself, you don't, you don't. Get you can see it. Ezra's back too. There's freaking, there's freaking Mandalorian jump troopers that they show off in the trailer. I mean, it's just like it's. I, it's yeah, I mean, nutty. next season of Mando is gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. insane. They're just pulling all the stops out. Speaking of DV shows and going back to comicbook.com, Obi Wan Kenobi writer reveals Reva's original death scene. We talked about uh, this. Yeah, Reva's redemption played out differently in the original scripts by Stuart Beatty. In Beatty's version, Reva didn't know Anakin was Chris and Darth Vader by his Sith Master Palpatine. It was Anakin, Jedi Knight, who, quote, killed her friends, put the scar on her, almost killed her, and left her for dead, end quote, spurring Reva's hatred of Obi-Wan and the Jedi. I don't really think that's news. I think we all kind no, of assumed that would have been the other knew. way it would have went. But yeah. it's nice to have confirmation that that was on the table at one point. Yeah. I, I have to I have to say, I think I, I might be on the other side of this, but... Um, Reva knowing that he's Vader, like he, she wouldn't know he's Vader then. But we have so many cases in canon where someone who has spent time with Anakin spends time with Darth Vader, and it's like, oh, you're the same dude. Yeah, Thrawn. Okay. For, the perfect example is Thrawn. He's just like he knew from he knew. the get go. Thrawn kept. <laughs> Thrawn is such a little cheese dick. I love him so much. He's just like, oh yeah, this place is different since the last time we were here, right? Right, Vader, and he's like, oh, "Listen, I need no you to stop audiobook it. <laughs> has made me laugh harder than when he was like Mithron Yerodu, and he's like Mithron Yerodu, and he's like Mithron Yerodu, and they, like five times I was driving, I was laughing. I texted him when I finally got out of the car. I was like, oh, it's hilarious." Yeah. Um, and it was very like it was very in character for Anakin too, and then knowing Thrawn as well, it was just like yeah, that is how that was, would go. It was down. a very like Clone Wars episode. Like if they would have made that a Clone Wars special, like that would have been awesome because like it was a really fun adventure. Yeah. Next Speaking of which, have... when's Quinlan Vos going to show up? What what which of these new programs is he going to show up in? Because I need him to join the Bad Batch, and together they start the paths. So I think we'll see him in the uh, in Andor. I think I think we'll I think we'll get a, a a little showcase of him coming up soon. I think I think maybe I think we'll get more of it. But I think like he he I think he's full on in in animated. I don't think we'll get like Ahsoka a long. Too. You think well, he would be really old, like, like really he? old. He's looking Ben. Uh, don't talk about Broman like that. No, not that Ben. <laughs> oh oh Kenobi Ben's Ben Kenobi. Oh 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 oh. He'd be like that old. I I always wanted him to be in in Mando because if they had, like if they picked him up to help out with Grogu and he's like an, an old grizzled like oh, he's sad uncle who's like with like really yeah. long dreads like down to yeah, below yeah, his really ass. long dreads he's just like he's high out of his mind he smokes nothing but space weed because <laughs> he's like I fell to Grogu. the dark side I fell in love I lost mm -hmm. you know and all that stuff like he'd be a super interesting teacher for them to just be on the ride yeah it would be interesting for him to teach grogu because that then that would fulfill that kind of internet image of grogu as like the pure mando jedi situation no. that we've seen quinlan would be the only one that could probably pass that down to him because quinlan's what if it's like ezra could be ezra. i don't think, if, see ezra doesn't strike me as a teacher though 
He's not older yet, now. Anyway. I don't like. You After don't he know. spent so much time with Thrawn, Bro, he's he probably yeah. Thrawn probably, in the chaos. Uh, you don't know what happened. He's probably a weirdo now, to, to be honest. <laughs> he talks real slow now. Yeah, he actually all he does is talk in space whale. Yeah. <laughs> So we must go to the next pool. I can't wait to see what happened with Ron. I'm I'm very very excited for that. Oh, he'll 100% be in that show. She doesn't walk up to that that uh what was that what was that lady's name? Shove the the lightsaber. Where is your master? Where is Admiral Thrawn? Grand Admiral Thrawn. So good. Um, this comes from StarWarsNewsNet.com. Diego Luna and Genevieve O'Reilly on why it was important to tell the Andor story. Look, you don't have to convince me, but I'll read it anyway. Luna said, even though it's called Andor, it's about a revolution. It's an ensemble. It's about a group of people. It's about community. You'll have the chance to meet many characters you don't know and visit places you don't know existed in this galaxy. Sick. O'Reilly, who plays Mon Mothma, said, the idea of learning about this character for me as much as for anyone. Also, by the way, she looks exactly like Mon Mothma. That's just amazing how they did that. I'll continue reading. Through a long-form narrative was really interesting. We have now the chance to get to know the woman. Previously, she was a bit of a pillar or maybe even a statue. I love that now we get to excavate that little bit and learn about the human being, the woman behind the gown, if you will, which if you read Aftermath and some of the other books, you get to see a different side of her as well. So oh, very much so. i that out a bit more. Yeah. Um, what are you, before we get out of here, what are your expectations for Andor, Chaka? Like, what are you feeling is going to happen? What are, you know... Uh, similar to like you said with Coder, like you wouldn't be mad if it happened, but you don't think it's going to happen. Like, give us your full like. This is what I'm thinking about Andor. I mean, Andor is since that character is very much a blank slate. Uh, we only know that where he begins his story in in Rogue One, which is being willing to shoot another rebel in the back because his arm <laughs> was hurting and he couldn't climb out of there. And you're like, that's some dark stuff. We'd have to see how how he got to that point. Also, him saying. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Uh, sounds terrifying. I'm picturing a, a six-year-old with <laughs> with a blaster, like you know, running around screaming. But um, oh, I'm super excited about the, the show. I, I really am excited about like the way that they're telling the story with uh, the time jumps. I think that's going to be yeah. interesting. I I hope they make more announcements so that the fan base understands that that is what is happening. Um, I'm like Witcher. Oh my God! Uh, Witcher, was I was so lost confusing. so many times. I was just like, yeah, join the club, like, and he's I'm... old, and then he's that was such okay. a mess. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I didn't. That I don't was understand great it. until like but once you, you got to the end, then you're like, oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I I also don't want the the Kenobi thing of um like all the complaints every episode when you're like they haven't hit the climax of the story, like it's you know, um. Yeah. But yeah, having it, you know, jump through these these different years every and I, I'm rereading Catalyst at the moment and then I'm um, so trying to good. get other people oh in to God. reread Catalyst and then Rebel Rising leading up to it. Uh so we can spend time in this world and the politics at this period of time are crazy and we've mm. never seen them. We're watching um, you know, the whole Senate become nothing you know kind of dissolve and not have any power we're, we're seeing these there's still separatist holdouts in different places we're mm -hmm. seeing the the empire plant weapons in these like places so that they can come in and take over we're, there's there's a lot of really crazy things happening on the politics side that i think is really fascinating so i'm super excited 
Yeah, we, we've talked about um, almost the romantiz- romanticization, romanticization, whatever the word is, of the um, the rebellion and how it's always glorified in almost this very light way of like, yeah, they fought back and they won. They beat the space Nazis. But in reality, I think what he says in Rogue One is so important to the crux of the show is like, I've done terrible things in the name of the rebellion. Like, and we're going to I think we're going to see those terrible things. Yeah. To, like you said, he's been in the fights. He was six. He was ready to shoot the guy in the back just to get out. Like there's, we're going to start to see how desperate they became to overthrow the empire and the, the things they had to do to do it. So I think, yeah, the political side of things will be very interesting. Do you think we're going to see um, uh, Bail Organa in this? I think we're absolutely going to see Bail. I, 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 and I don't see any way we can make it out of this without seeing Saul Guerrero. <laughs> He's... We have to, 100%. We'll go look. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Lies. Deception. Um, it, it, but I mean, character journey too for Saw. You go to Clone Wars and you're like, that's the same guy. Yeah. And then right. you go to Rogue One and he's like just a broken shell of the person. And you kind of get Clone like Wars. the in between in Fallen Order, where he's kind of yeah, like a little bit. starting yeah. to show like he's got he's more machine than man, kind of just a little <laughs> bit. It, oh man, in, in Rebel Rising, when him and his group, they just basically they just run up into a party and just like mow down everyone and you're like Sounds like a saw Guerrero thing whoa like this is dark and he's like you know in order to beat them we have to use all their tricks like he is the epitome of you know becoming the very thing that you're trying to fight yeah yep. yeah and, and, and i mean the the conversation with the imperial pilot in mandalorian shows that when he calls them terrorists or is it, mm-hmm. yeah, it was Mandalorian? You know, we we've never looked at it that way ever, not once. And then in that moment, you're like, "Oh shit!" There is probably a large group of people in the galaxy that have the opposite opinion of the viewer, and do re- view these people as terrorists for reasons just like Sagarera, who's going around using their own tactics against them, like you said, becoming the very thing he's fighting against. And so. that's why the Battlefront Two story would have been so good. Agreed. Because that would have been that would have been our empire story of showcasing why the rebel, you know, in their eyes are bad people, and we've still yet to get a really good story they from the that, empire's well, point of view. Did you did you get that book though? The Inferno Order or Inferno uh, Squadron? Yeah, yeah, I I did, and I didn't like it. Oh, it, okay. it like I mean, like it, it still gave like it started to give doubt as like they started to doubt themselves as like what they were really doing for the empire, but like originally when that that single player campaign was written and it was advertised. And everything it was supposed to be the story from the empire's point of view yeah and we have still yet to get a really good from the empire's point of view how they look at the rebellion how they look at the rebels how they look at all of these things because we always get it from the rebellion's point of view it's just like it's just like world war ii documentaries i love to see world war like world war ii through the eyes of of other factions just to see just to understand like what is it like like what was it like for them is that the I think story the of like best way to see that stuff? Hold on, what was the question Kevin? sorry is that the story of like burning con and stuff that they talk about with bill burr's character in mandalorian is that that book kind of yeah so i mean like the the like the the whole idea for it was again they still haven't told like a good, a good story and like that's what i'm hopeful for is like in in cassie in in the andor show they do show it from the other point of view is to like them fighting these these guerrilla terrorists. What were you gonna say, Chaco? Yeah. I'm sorry. 
I was going to say, I think the best place to see that is, uh, and, and obviously it's it's still the majority of the book is from the hero's point of view, from the uh, rebel's point of view, but um, Alphabet Squadron, specifically the last book, the last book in that is one of my favorite Star Wars books of all time, but you, you spend time with Imperial pilots who mm. are like, we're here because this is all we have left. Like yeah. the war is the war is over. Everything's done, right? Uh, and they're starting to worship the the red um, emperor's uh, droid thing, um, and which is crazy. But it, like it makes sense in the context of the story. Things are falling apart, and they're just like, we we're still we're still in this because we still believe um, on our side. Yeah, and it's it's actually kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> Their well, leader is like about aftermath. Yeah. Aftermath is great as well. I got my girl, Admiral Sloan. She needs yeah. to be adapted into live action. What a badass! Oh my character. god, he wouldn't shut up about Sloan when she was in uh, best, in squadrons. Dude. She's just like survives at every turn, and I don't know, she's just awesome. I like her a lot. When you, say, you when you read a new dawn and then you read aftermath and you're like she's been here the whole time and you're like yeah <laughs> she's she's evolved she's a menace and i love I her, like her. <laughs> well we're gonna get out of here taco thank you so much for joining us today we we appreciate your time uh it's been a joy getting to know you and talk to you and we will 100 have you back again and we will see you in orlando next year but um and, and in london uh just by yourself of course um but uh uh <laughs> Please I hope you can bring let... your wife. I do too. <laughs> I really hope you win the lotto too. Because um, that, is, that is not a conversation I would want to have with my wife. Uh, but uh, please let all the folks know where they can find you on the internet. Uh, any Anything live or anything that you do, your time, let them know. Yeah, so I'm Darth Chaco um, on, on YouTube. I'm Darth Chaco on TikTok. Um, uh, the majority of my content is on TikTok. I'm doing a lot more YouTube stuff. I also have, uh, I guess, two podcasts. There's the High Ground Podcast. We go live Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific time, uh, as well as uh, Dyad in the Force with my great friend Element 7. Um, we are uh, go s- uh, Saturdays at 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. But, uh, yeah, we talk Star Wars and we go deep into lore and uh, we were hopefully we'll be ha- hosting an insane trivia contest and y'all, y'all are going to be invited. Oh, cool. Please. Oh, my yeah. God, I would love to do that. I'll get actually hammered by people that know way more about Star Wars than me, but I'm, I'm down to get... I'm, I'm, what we're going to do is things. it's going to be uh, the, the Dyad Trivia Tournament, right? So it's going to be teams of two, um, Jeopardy style. And I don't want to be on teams. Yeah. I don't want Kevin on my team. Oh, you can, you guys can find other people. <laughs> <laughs> be like, dear Sawyer, dear Alex, dear Molly, don't join the team. They join were my friends me. first. Go away. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, it's not wrong. Uh, but yeah, dude, thank you again so much. You can check out Tim epi.gg slash darkness429 hey. uh, every day, weekday, Saturday, Monday, Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturday. Yeah, but Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time. If you follow him and, and make sure you do, it'll tell you when he goes live on your phone. If you have the app, it just goes boop, darkness429 is just going live. So oh, you, you get notifications. Just, That's awesome. Just do that. Yeah, I'm one of those people. The, the few, the proud. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't worry, notifications don't work on any streaming platform. I'm Kevin. Everything I do, you can go to raredrop.co and check it out. If you want to send me messages on Instagram, you can do so at kmagic101. I check them every six months, so you will get a delayed oh, response. And if you, would, DM you. if you want to send me a Twitter message, I check those once a week and don't answer most of them. So unless you say something compelling and interesting about star wars then i'll probably answer you uh but i'm not really on social media anymore so the best place to find me is on this show uh and uh you know i'm doing some live streams for rare drop for instance for instance we're finishing up the boys tomorrow watch party on twitch oh, uh mindy's playing stray next week tim she's playing what she's gonna play stray next stray. week oh i'm playing stray right now i started so it our, today it's really good our coo is is the crazy cat lady she's married but she's still a crazy cat lady she'll be the first one to tell you that so She's really excited to, to try Stray next week, so we'll jump into that. But, yeah, check us out, raredrop.co. Uh, everything we do there. Uh, new website coming at the end of August as well, so that's exciting. Hey. But in, in the meantime, uh, make sure you go check out Dark Chaco and everything that he's working on. And we will see you next week for episode – is it – oh, God, I closed the notes. Is it 93? Are we on? It's 92. We're on next episode week 91. Is 90, next this week is 91. Is next week is 92. Right. All right, Tim, take us out. Hey guys, thanks so much for checking out Star Wars and Scotch. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, as always, may the Force be with you. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.